This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Another episode of our Known Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are into our second session of study in our destinations unit. Last week, we talked about the question, why should I be concerned with eternity? And this week begins the first of two weeks where we're talking about the two eternal destinations that the Bible talks about. This week, we're going to talk about what will heaven be like. And I want to say right on the front end that the midweek studies in this particular unit will help you even explore this a little bit deeper. For example, our midweek study for this particular session is, okay, how can I get to heaven? After we talk about in this Bible study session what heaven's about, we're going to give you an opportunity in the midweek to uh, allow students to have the opportunity of how do I get to heaven. Certainly you can do that during this session. We don't want you to, to postpone that if students are ready to accept Christ. Man, jump on that opportunity. Um, but that is our midweek study for this week. And I've still got Greg Mosier in the studio with me today. Greg, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, Rick. Good. Thanks for having me again. Well, man, thanks for the uh, the whole introduction last week about being eternal beings and having an eternal destiny this week, um, man, as Christians, this is a great session. We love to talk about this session. Um, next week, as we talk about hell, um, we'll get your biblical perspective on that. But man, let's focus on heaven today. Amen. <laughs> what will heaven be like? And you know, as Christians, man, we are looking forward to being in that place that the Bible talks about. We may not understand everything there is to know about heaven, and we're going to take this session and look at four things that the Bible talks about that heaven will be like to help us get that picture. We're going to start with uh, Luke 23, verses 39 through 43, and jump into this idea that that heaven's going to be paradise. Uh, What do you see in those verses, and and help us understand this concept? Well, you know, think about this in in the situation that Jesus is facing. He's literally paying the penalty for our sins. He's in agony. He's in He's in torments from from a, a earthly perspective he's literally the the sinless son of god who's come to deliver the kingdom and at this moment when the thief on the cross looks at him as the as both of them were mocking him at one particular time he comes to his senses the thief and he says jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and when jesus responds today today you will be with me in paradise right. yeah. that's just that's that's unthinkable a criminal who was paying justly for his crimes, suddenly, suddenly God doesn't give up, even on the worst of sinners in that situation. Right, yeah. The offering is still there. And that the concept of paradise, if you can imagine it, from going to the worst state to the most to the greatest. I mean, I, we, we took our kids on a trip to the Grand Canyon several years ago. And I love the first time I saw the Grand Canyon, <laughs> my yeah. Lord, my God, look at the creation. Just right. all the colors and just everything to them it was like a big hole yeah. <laughs> you know okay we've driven all this way dead what no soak in yeah. all of of what god That's has cool, created yeah. and when we soak that in from an earthly perspective and we get excited about that it's going to be magnified in heaven and so paradise from an old testament perspective was a holding place mm-hmm. holding place for for those who had accepted god's provision right but jesus hadn't paid the full penalty for sin. So when he paid the full penalty for sin, that ushered in the ability to go into heaven. Right. And so that that moment of paradise, paradise existed, was a real place prepared for people that God love 
just like he loves sinners, but for those who had made a choice to accept God's offering and said, hey, I can't do it on my own. I need you, Lord. Right. And so that idea of paradise, it, it carries forth not just a, a not just a, a singular point, but it is going to be a full experience, something that we can't even, I don't even think we can even fathom. We, right. we think about going to the, our most favorite place on this earth. Think about that magnified hundreds and thousands right. of yeah, times. Wow. <laughs> I mean, think about what paradise is going to be. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be amazing. Well, and for a lot of us, that that's our concept of heaven is like, man, I get to be in this incredible, beautiful yeah. place. Um, you know, and it's a different thing for a lot of us as we look at. It. But we get into that second life principle. Beyond being paradise, we're going to be with God as we look <laughs> at Revelation twenty one three. I mean, forget what it looks like, man. We're going to be with God. That's uh, it. What do you see there? I mean, that that is it. I mean, to be in the presence uninterrupted presence with God. I mean, how many opportunities do we have here on earth? Hmm. We have the quiet time, or we call ourselves a quiet time, but the quiet time is really not quiet. Right. <laughs> you know, God has to remind us continuously in Scripture, be still mm-hmm. and know that I'm God. To be there continuously with Him without it being broken, to, to soak in His glory, I mean, that, I mean, to be in the presence of God means that He is all now. Right. You know, in times on earth when we when we have those heightened states of exhilaration when we're worshiping him, that is going to be a continuum. Right. And that's just I get excited about thinking about yeah. it, to be with him. You know, he walks with us relationally here on earth, but to be here with him all oh, right. forever. What what a what well, a and to be in his presence. Right. Even, what a great companion. Yeah. yeah. Um not too long ago, I think I read a book, uh Phil Yancey, I think, did an introduction about going into the glory room of God. And in this introduction, he basically said that if we were going to be to go into that, we would experience that, we would know, whereas a dog, an animal, would not be able to understand that because they're they don't have an eternal spirit. They have a soul, but they don't have an eternal spirit. But just to experience Going before him, we would we would bow ourselves to our knees, fall prostrate before God and say, God, my God, my Lord. But that animal would just be wagging its tail right, and, yeah. and and you know and and just panning. We have the opportunity hmm. to experience God in, in that way because we were created in His image. Yeah. No other yeah. but us. Well, and that I mean that is an amazing and a beautiful picture, which is actually going to come back into play next session when we talk about hell and being separated from God, and we'll mm. hang on to that as we get into that to what that's going to be like. So when we talk about what will heaven be like, it's going to be paradise. We will be with God. Then moving into the next verse in Revelation, chapter twenty-one, verse four, is that there'll be no more sorrow or pain. And you know, a lot of our students have have heard that. Uh, we've heard that preached from the pulpits, and we've heard that a lot of times at, at funerals. What does that really mean for students? How can they grasp onto that? No more pain. For them, no more being isolated. Hmm. No more having to succumb to the peer pressures that their friends, some of them, are not being the leaders they need to be. They're succumbing to the peer pressure. Hmm. Not, not living in isolation or in fear. I mean, to me, as a teenager, that was real. Right. Being accepted was a real thing in high school. I remember that, how I strive to be accepted. But I've already been accepted by God. Right. And to live courageously before students mm. in light of knowing that and in light of the assurance of that, I mean, I think that is a huge thing. No more sorrow, no more pain. 
as I've gotten older, I've experienced painful episodes mm. in my life. Right. I've experienced the loss uh, of an unborn child. Mm. Um, I've experienced physical pain of, of having kidney stones, and there's yeah. not anything worse. But <laughs> to right. a child or to a student, they, they don't they haven't gone through those life experiences. Right. To them, pain is not being accepted. But reality is, is God's love has accepted them just as they are. Right. And he'll be the one to, to be the change agent as he walks with them faithfully. Wow. So just to think about that, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. I mean, I think it it, it, it I think we that that broadens, if you will, as we get older, as we go through the life experiences that God allows us to go through right. so that we're sharpened, so that we're growing closer in dependence upon him. And for for a student to know that he loves them, he calls them, he's with them. That is so important that they are accepted by the God who created all of the universe, who created all the worlds, mm. who knows them so intimately that he knows the very number of hairs on their head. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is that is uh, for a student to live in awareness of that, yeah. to be a young person and live. You, oh, what, what a what a blessing it is to know that to know you don't have to to perform to a certain level to be accepted. Sure. Well, and as you were talking about the no more worries about being accepted and stuff, the thought that came to my mind was a lot of the middle schoolers that that we work with, especially the girls, the the drama that goes on between yeah. the girls that expressed on Facebook and very open about that. Um, that there's not going to be any more of that in heaven. I mean that. <laughs> Right, there's not going to be more clicks. There's yeah. not going to be any performance. Yeah. Uh, no more, uh, no more of these uh, breaking of relationship. Right. I mean, if if we could grasp that, Rick, not only as students but as adults, that God relationally, God relationally has restored everything, and and it's all possible. It's now the horizontal yeah. that we have to focus on our relationships with one another. Yeah. If we'd be willing to let go of some of the masks that we put on, right. we'd yeah. be let, willing to let go and say, "Hey, I, this is who God created me to be," and do that in in confidence and boldness and and humility. You know that 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 would just so much eliminate so many of these petty things. Right. But yeah. but with living with two daughters of my own, I see it so much. They yeah. want to be accepted and. And they go through so much pain, and I pray, Lord, please get let them get to the point where, as you're sharpening them, let them get to the point so that they can live freely, knowing that that, that they're doing things to please you That's and right. not for themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Well, we'll move from there to the very last life principle this week, um, and certainly there are other things we could talk about. What will heaven be like? Um, we could spend a lot of time talking about that. Let's focus on this last one that we will worship and serve God forever. We're going to jump over to Revelation twenty-two, uh, verses one through five. Uh, what do you see in those verses? And for a lot of our students that are in our classes, and they see this, we'll worship and serve God forever. They're going to think, "Well, that doesn't sound very exciting. Why is this a good part of heaven?" Well, because if you look at it from the standpoint of the scriptures, there's a lot of visual illustrations here. Mm. You know, look at it, the rivers of living water, sparkling like crystal, the tree of life bearing 12 kinds of fruit, producing every fruit, no longer any curse. The throne of God will be in the center of the city. Uh, they will see his face night and day, and his name will be on their foreheads. Night will no longer exist. Right. No more having to live in darkness because he is the reason for everything. He gives the light. Mm. So when you think about from that standpoint, just knowing that we're going to serve him forever, that, that seems like unfathomable, which it is in our right. own minds now. But think about it from the standpoint of how he surrendered, Philippians 2, how he left his home in glory. 
came to the earth and walked and humbled himself as a servant. Think about it from the eternal perspective that Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to empty himself of the glories of heaven, which is now right. a reality to us mm. who are now with him. I think it just opens up the potential and the possibilities of just being able to, with every pore and every breath of our bodies at that point in time, being able to 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 understand that he did this for us because he loved us. Yeah. I mean, I think that love is going to be at the center point of everything. Everything that God does is motivated by love. And to know that we're going to serve him forever means we're going to have roles. Right. We're going to have roles. The things that he has given us, the the traits that he has blessed us with here, I believe will be transferred to heaven. We'll have roles in heaven that we're doing these things to bring him glory, to please him. So it's something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And it's something exciting. It's something new. And and that should be at the forefront of... Uh, of when we get in that in those in those pits in our life where Satan tries to draw you know drag us back to we need to keep that in mind that we're going to serve God forever and ever there's not going to be any yeah. separation any longer that's very cool Well, leaders, as we wrap this one up, again, our question, what will heaven be like? Uh, we looked at four life principles. It will be paradise. We will be with God. There will be no more sorrow or pain, and we'll worship and serve God forever, with the point being that heaven will be a joyful place where we worship God. And leaders, I do want to point your attention to the very last part of our wrap it up this week, that this, as we're talking about heaven and hell, these are going to be two natural opportunities for you to be able to share Christ with your students and offer them an opportunity to begin that relationship if they have not already and to secure that eternal destination. So join us again next week. We're going to explore the question of what will hell be like and a complete contrast to what we've talked about this week. So join us again next week. 